0: so much energy i love it we're gonna focus that energy in worship shortly so as we find our seats we just want to say welcome it's good to see you good to see you bud i like your tie it's good to see you. praise god if you are joining us this is your first time we'd love to get a little bit of information from you just to get to know you a little bit better you can head to the kiosk just outside the doors. But if you're watching online, thank you for joining us. We'd encourage you to take a look at that Bitly link on the screen as well. Again, this is just ways to get to know each other. There's a lot of people and lots of people yet to get to know. Praise God. As we worship, we want to remind you that there are ways that you can give financially to bless the work of the Lord and his kingdom. We run on Jesus, but it does require some dollars. So as he blesses you and you want to bless and give back to the kingdom, you can do that in-house. We have some boxes just outside the doors that you can drop your tithes and offering into if you feel led to do that. Uh, If you want to give online, you can go to our website. If you want to give in person, you can place it in the mail. No. Yeah, you could. That's still giving in person, I guess. Um, You can also give in your app. Sometimes you say stuff and you're like, did I just say that? Yeah, I did. I'm human too. But uh, giving is a part of our worship. Amen. The Lord is good to us and we give back to him so that we can accomplish what he desires to do. Thank you for giving and thank you for being faithful in that. You can be seated because I have several more things to go through. If you want to know more about the Bible and you want to grow in your relationship with God, we offer a course called Elements, which is the building blocks of our spiritual life. There's four sessions that take place, and we kicked those off this morning. So if you decide you want to join that next Sunday, 10 a.m., you are more than welcome to join. If you have any questions, you can ask myself or an usher, and we would love to help you to join in that class. (laughs) Beginning tomorrow, tomorrow, Monday. Everybody loves Monday. We're going to be kicking off a three-day fast, prayer and fasting together as a church. The pastor's going to talk to us a little bit more with a little bit more direction in his vision soon. Um, but as we go into this today, maybe talk it over with your wife, your husband, your kids. Talk it over in your home and decide what is it that we're going to commit to and how are we going to fast over the next three days Some people have already been talking about it, and they kind of have a plan about what they're going to do. And Pastor has left it up to us as individuals to kind of determine how we feel the Lord is leading us. Maybe he's leading you to a straight water fast. Go for that. Maybe it's going to be sun up to sundown, or maybe you're going to take some things and just say, you know what, I'm specifically staying away from this because I know it's it's my thing that I run to. It's the thing that I turn to. And rather than turning to food and to the sweets and the treats and the things that we do when we're stressed out, let's turn to Jesus. That's what all this is about is turning to him and saying, okay, Lord, what do you want? Help me to get out of the way and help me to do what you want. So think about that. And again, we're committing to that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday under the leading of pastor. Next Sunday, January 14th, After our 10 a.m. classes, everybody say after class, after class, class, we're going to have service again here. It's really hard because some people think that we have a 10 o'clock service and some people think we have an 11 o'clock service. We have a 10 o'clock class and an 11 o'clock service. And the whole idea of the class is to help us to grow and to dig in a little bit more into God's word together. Just like everybody goes to Sunday school, we have adult Sunday school, too. And we get to hang out here in the sanctuary and dig a little bit deeper. So I would encourage you, if you haven't been attending the 10 a.m. class, come bring your children. We have classes for them, and we have class for you right here. Next Sunday at 11 o'clock, we are going to have a service full of worship, some testimonies, and we're just going to celebrate the goodness of God. Amen? God is good. And then also at 6 p.m., men, we have a men's service that you are welcome to come and attend together. Bring a friend and then plan to hang out together afterwards and get something to eat, hanging out with the guys. Next Sunday, 6 p.m. Looking ahead, just a little bit further on our calendar, Thursday and Friday, January 25th and 26th, we have our Wisconsin District Midwinter Camp Meetings that will be taking place at Parkway Church. Um, These are always really good services, and if you can, we'd encourage you to make plans to attend. And then coming up, we've had some flyers. All of this stuff gets posted on the doors, but sometimes we realize we don't read the doors, we just walk out and run for lunch. So we're helping you out today. In February, February 16th through the 18th is a marriage workshop. This is not a marriage seminar. This is uh, a workshop. And from what I have seen on some of these, it's, a, it's an intense. The word right here, marriage submersion. You are submersed. I have not personally attended one of these. I've heard great things. I've seen great things. And if you want to make an investment... There is a fee. If you will uh, scan that code, you can find that out. And some people are like, it's going to cost me something. Yeah, you might have to make a little bit of a dollar investment in that marriage. Everything I'm hearing is fantastic. Maybe you're a newlywed who's struggling. Maybe you've been married for 50 years. And you're like, I need some new life in this marriage. Wherever you fall on the map, This is an opportunity for you, brother and sister Giwa, our very anointed men and women of God who are licensed counselors and I do not think you will be disappointed if you go. Please know that we are hosting this event um, so we can't really answer any questions other than there's a QR code. Check it out. Pray about it. Make plans to attend if you can. Okay? That's when you say okay. 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 Thank you. Again, like I said, details for these things are found on flyers. Pastor Phil does an excellent job getting these ready and posting these, trying to get the information out for people. But sometimes information just doesn't get where we want it to go. If you ever have questions, we're using the Church Center app more and more to try and post these things. Um, And if you're going, oh, I didn't get the information, I didn't get the memo, there is one place that you can go where you can find the information. Even if there's going to be a snowstorm and there's going to be no church, how do I know? You can find out right there. So if you have any questions about that app or about that process or any information you want, Pastor Phil is your guy. Go talk to him and he will help you with that. We want to keep you informed and we want to keep you plugged in and we want to keep you connected because there's so much opportunity here for us together as a church family. Please stand with me this morning. We're going to pray we continue in worship this morning. Continue to pray for people who are struggling with sickness. There's so much crud going around. Just needs to be gone. Pray for uh, those who are continuing to heal from surgery. Pastor Seidel from his knee surgery. The Lord continue to strengthen him and be with him. Uh, For John Grant Jr. as he continues to heal from his neck fusion surgery and any other prayer requests. If you just lift your hand. If you see a hand lifted, pray with your brother, pray with your sister. God is able to move and minister in ways we can't even see, but he wants to work with us, through us, and in us. Let's pray together. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for your presence that is here in such a sweet way this morning. I thank you for the work that you've already begun in our hearts and our minds. And Father, I pray that you would help every one of us this morning to yield to that, to yield to your voice, to yield to your spirit, to yield to your leading God, that you would move and minister in ways that only you can. God, some of us have a lot of questions and some of us have a lot of doubts. Some of us are carrying some burdens that we just don't know what to do with. But Father, I pray this morning that every one Of us would find a way to surrender them before you, to lay them down at your feet, God, and ask you to help us, help you to carry us, help you to equip us, God, help you to empower us, God. Fill us with your spirit and fill us with your grace, God. Without it, we can do nothing, and without you, we are nothing. And Father, I thank you for the work that you are doing in so many lives today. I thank you for the healing that you are giving. I thank you for the strength that you are giving in recovery. And, Father, I pray, Lord, that you would be lifted up and that you would be glorified this morning as we worship you, as we praise you, because you are a good God, because you are a great God, because you are worthy, because you are holy, because you are mighty, because you are our God, and because you love us, because you care, because you're present. I thank you, Jesus. And we give this service to you, Lord, and we ask that you would move in ways that only you can move. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: I worship you Jesus, I believe you Jesus, Jesus. Jesus.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Why don't we just receive that right now? Hallelujah, Jesus. If, if you're new here and you don't really understand what just happened, that's called tongues and interpretation. And if you have questions about that, you can see one of our pastors afterwards, and they'd be more than happy to answer those questions for you. They normally sit on this side. But why don't we just raise our hands and receive the word of the Lord right now. Thank you, God, for meeting us here today, God. Help us to love you, God. Help us to to go, Lord God, and be willing vessels and do miracles for us. Why don't we just continue to worship him for a minute? Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing, for speaking to us, God, for meeting us here right now, Lord God. Let's keep that word in our hearts as we continue forward in worship. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Thank you, God. We worship you, Jesus.
1: Come alive in the name of Jesus Come alive in the name of Jesus ¡Gracias!
2: presence of the holy ghost in this place today this is our first sunday service of 2024 it's hard to believe we're in another year and i'm excited about what god is setting up for this year we serve an awesome god and uh, I just feel so honored that God would choose me (laughs) because I'm not deserving. But That's the kind of God that we serve. You can be seated this morning. We're going to be starting off this year with a series. We'll be talking about this most of the month of January and we're going to kind of wrap this up In February, with instead of a ministry fair, we're going to have an opportunity fair. And um, I believe, church, that we, regardless of what's happening in our world, I believe that we are living at our finest hour. We can look at our world today and we can say, well, Pastor Roy, there's, People trying to take over nations, and we have this one world government that it's been thrown out and thrown around. This is nothing new. <laughs> if you know your history, the Romans, it was pretty much a one world government. The Grecians, every, every great empire, there's been a number of empires I don't think anyone's going to succeed other than our Lord and Savior when he returns back to this earth. <laughs> Personally. That's a whole other message, a whole other series, but we are in a season of the greatest opportunity that the church has ever had, and as our world gets darker, as conditions worsen, the church shines brighter. Now, I understand that you could look at the term the church and that could be a very broad term and that every church is not the same. Here at Calvary Gospel, we have no other agenda than to preach and to teach the great commission set about by Jesus Christ himself. I'm not seeking to raise enough money to buy my own helicopter or airplane, my pickup truck, Chevy pickup truck, 2016 gets me everywhere I need to go. Every church isn't the same, and Jesus stated in the Gospels, he said, go ye therefore and teach. Go ye therefore and preach this Gospel. And what was this Gospel? We, we, we hear this a lot, the, the good news of Jesus Christ. The death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the good news. Peter brings this all home as he preaches his first message in the book of Acts. And when Jesus said to Peter on that day, he said, Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And Peter, I want to give you, I want to give you the keys to my kingdom, to this kingdom. And those keys Peter introduced as he preached his, his very first message in Acts chapter 2, and repentance is our death. Repentance is a death, dying to self, turning away. Baptism is our burial. We are buried in Christ in his name, and the resurrection is the power of the holy spirit with the evidence of the speaking in tongues his spirit dwelling in our lives so this church is what sets us apart from so many of the other churches that are in our neighborhood and as we as we live as we love and we teach this great gospel so as we enter into the year of 2024 will be starting off with a three-day focused prayer and fasting. Sister Jessica Rivis covered some of this in the announcements, but I would like to encourage each and every one of you to take and get together, maybe with a partner or, a, or a, your families and, and, and get focus on three days. this Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're going to continue with this lesson on Wednesday evening. We'll be adding more to it, and and then next Sunday we're going to follow up with a, a worship and a praise and a testimony service, and we're looking to take and do this once a quarter. So we'll have this every quarter, and this first quarter we're going to be talking about opportunities and how God has opened up opportunities, and we're going to be Having a few folks from the congregation, Sister Kate Rivest has recently, last fall, went to Japan on a missions trip, and she's going to be sharing some of that with us. And Brother Nate Neesom is going to be sharing some of what God is doing in our Deerfield church plant. And I'm very excited because these are individuals that just took an opportunity, took the opportunity, and God began to work and move in their lives So, as we start this year off, the series, we're going to be speaking, we read this passage of Scripture in our prayer meeting, we're talking about Opportunity Knocks, Opportunity Knocks, reading from Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 20 in the NIV, it says, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. This passage of Scripture, Paul was writing to the church in Ephesus, commonly known as the Ephesians, just as we would be considered Madison or the Madisonians. He was writing this church to this church, and he was telling them to be very careful how you live. I stress that today as well, to be very careful how we live, not as the unwise, but as the wise, making the most of every opportunity because, yes, as it was 2,000-plus years ago in Paul's day, it is the same today because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. We had an awesome worship service here today. This is what Paul is making reference to. Always giving thanks to the God of God. To God the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, opportunity knocks. Church, opportunity is knocking at your door, and it's knocking at my door. Opportunity, we must understand, is a chance for advancement progress, or profit. When we look into the business world and people say, I have an opportunity, a job opportunity, what they're basically talking about is they're talking about a chance for advancement, a chance to progress in their company, and hopefully that advancement and progression will work out into a dollar amount or a profit in their bottom line or in their checkbooks. But opportunity is a favorable circumstance or occasion people say, I have a great opportunity. It's something typically that is a favorable circumstance or occasion in their life. The secret of success in life is for a man or a woman to be ready for opportunities when those opportunities come. Every failure in life is an opportunity to try more intelligently and more diligently. We just finished a series on turning our failures into successes, and many people are too afraid to make mistakes. Thus, they never attempt to take advantage of anything worthwhile or any opportunity that may present itself we read in proverbs chapter 26 verse 13 it says the slothful man saith there is a lion in the way (laughs) a lion in the streets many people are too afraid to take what belongs to them out of fear I can't do this, pastor. You, under, you you just don't understand there's a lion. There's an obstacle in my road. There's a lion in my way. There's a lion in my sh- in the streets and I'm afraid to take what belongs to me because of fear. And because of fear many people have simply stopped trying. Our world is in a crisis. We are in a crisis of let someone else do it. It's not my responsibility. It's not my job. Let someone else do it. Let the neighborhood do it. Let, 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 let grandma and grandpa take care of my children or, or let the government take care of me. Let someone else do it. So church, our challenge is if we do not move, nothing moves. And if we don't do it, it will not get done. Many have paralyzed their lives with fear of failure, even when they have not made any move at all. So I challenge us going into this next year to step out church and do it because God will help us. There's an old ancient proverb that states cowards die many times before their death. I would rather try and fail than never try at all. I would rather make mistakes than not make any move at all. And trials, we have to understand, are opportunities for triumph. You are always going to have something that's wrong. Always, it doesn't matter, you can buy that brand new car, and you can buy the complete warranty of that car, and it can be covered from bumper to bumper, from windshield wiper to wiper fluid, and something is going to go wrong with that automobile. We can take all of the various pills and vitamins that our bodies can take in and something eventually, Brother Lomax, is going to break down. Something is going to go wrong. So trials are opportunities for triumph and it takes toughness to triumph in life. You don't get there by being weak and you don't get there by being lazy. To attain a greatness in life, we have to be tough. I'm not talking about being belligerent, and I'm talking about being a bully. I'm talking about being a tough individual in a sense that I know what I believe, and I'm going to stick with what I believe, and I'm not going to change what I believe because everybody else decides they want to change. I believe what's in the Word of God. I believe in this book wholeheartedly i put my life i put my life uh, in in the hands of the authors of this book the fear of failure in life has held so many destinies behind every destiny there's a person there's an individual there's a life there's a family and the fear of failure in life has held so many destinies in captivity The old prophet Isaiah wrote in his book, chapter 41, verse 10, says, Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will strengthen thee, yea, I will uphold thee with my right hand of my righteousness. You see, we have to understand something, church, that fear is is the worst enemy of faith. I love railroads, I love trains, I have a model railroad in my home, actually in my shop, but periodically I go out there and you know there's one thing that amazes me about a railroad is those two rails never touch one another. They're parallel lines. And you look down a railroad track, and I understand perspective and how it works, but you could follow that railroad track, and you could get on the right side of that rail, and you could walk all the way from coast to coast and never touch. You could be four and a half, four foot, eight and a half inches apart, but never touch. And we have to understand that when it comes to fear and when it comes to faith (laughs) in our lives, They have to be parallel, and they can never touch. We can have faith, or we can have fear. We can never let them touch. One of the weapons the enemy uses for us is to miss out on opportunities because of fear. When you have faith, you can dare your enemies. You can cross boundaries. You can break shackles. We sing songs about breaking chains and, and, and taking, taking uh, a territory and, and, and strongholds. That's what faith does. But fear, fear is a different story. Fear is a different animal. We have to understand that failure is not on our agenda Brother Ben, Sister Vicki, we can't afford to fail. I know you're struggling with some health issues, Brother Ben, but listen, God's not done yet. We can't afford to fail. Fear is simply put, an acronym for fear is, I've heard this before, forget everything and run. <laughs> F-E-A-R. I like this one maybe a little bit better because I think it rings a little bit truer. False expectations appearing real. (laughs) We talked about this not too long ago, about reality, and how so many times we perceive things. Fear is a force that makes us lose sight of God. Fear is a force that makes us Lose our trust in God. God is the greatest of all. He's the mightiest in battle. He has all power, He has all authority in heaven, and earth belongs to him. We can go into the Old Testament and we can read how the spies in Numbers chapter 33, they forgot who they were when God told them, I'm, "I have given you this land. It's yours for the taking. It's yours. I've got it all set up. I've got it all laid out. All you have to do is walk in and possess it. And they forgot who they were. And it just amazes me, but yet sometimes we fall into the same trap. Just a few weeks prior to this, them going into the land, they crossed over in a red sea, and God parted the waters, and they walked across on dry land, and the enemies, God closed the waters behind them on the Egyptian army as it was racing after them, and they never, ever, ever were going back to Egypt. God took care of them getting across the sea, and he took care of their enemies. And yet here they are, forgetting who they are, forgetting who God was and who God is because they were scared because they saw people in the land that was promised to them that looked like giants. I found out, found out in my life that each time the spirit of fear comes over me, I am a human being as you are. <laughs> I don't have any superpowers I struggle in my flesh just as you struggle in yours. I have pains. I have aches. I get hungry. I don't like fasting, just like you. I struggle with so many of these things. But each time I've found in my life, as I've looked back over, when the spirit of fear has come over me, it's caused me to lose my trust in who my God is. It's caused me to disparage God, to fail in my trust, and has caused me to forget the things that God has done in my life in the past. You see, understand something fear is personal. This is how the enemy has designed it. Fear is personal. Fear can be overwhelming at times, yet in our fear, God has been existing before every challenge, thus any challenge of ours is by no means a new challenge for God. John eight forty four says, because there is no truth in him, speaking of the devil, fear is a lie of the devil because there's no truth in him when he speaketh a lie. He speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and he is the father of it. Someday, church, we're going to stand before our, the devil and we're going to be able to look at him and we are going to be amazed, as the scripture tells us. Is this the man <laughs> that has deceived the world? Are you kidding me? <laughs> this is him in all of his glory. Why? Because there's no truth in him. He speaketh a lie. He speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and a father of it. Fear is the enemies of falsehood to give to you what is not your own. Fear is a dark room in life where negatives are developed. Fear is a grave digger. Fear is an interest paid on a product that you will or may never, ever own. Yet when you have fear, fear blocks us from being able to do anything. Fear paralyzes, and fear opens up the door for the enemy to attack. You see, church, we cannot allow fear to rob us of our glorious opportunities that are loaded in our glorious future ahead in Jesus Christ. We must learn to turn past failures to opportunities of success, and we cannot allow, allow fear to steal anything from us. If you have done it before and you failed, don't give up on yourself. Get up. Try again, and you will succeed. Our last series, Turn Every Failure into Excess from A to Z. The word of the Lord has come out in times past and has been spoken that great doors of opportunity are to open for this church and for his people. And church, this year, this year, God desires to open doors of opportunity, and as those doors open, we must step through them. Our prayer and fasting point of this week must be, as you gather with your family or with your friends, we have to focus On this one thing, Lord, here I am. Let doors of opportunities open now for me in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, open up those doors of opportunity. Open up those opportunities for me to be able to take and be a witness and share my testimony. In our prayer and fasting, we need to focus and pray that God will provide the opportunity. Say, God Open up the door of opportunity, but we have to also pray that we have to step up for it is our responsibility to, responsibility to respond to that opportunity. Listen, church, we have a three-dimensional God. We don't have a God that lives in one dimension. He lives in all three dimensions. He owns all three dimensions. He knows everything. He knows everything about our past. He knows everything about our present and everything about our future. And he knows everything about who he is providing our opportunity with. God is setting up right here today opportunities for us to capitalize on within the next week. He knows their past. He knows, he knows who he wants to connect you with. He knows their past. He knows their hurts. He knows their fear. He knows their pain. He knows their struggles. And he says, I want to connect my saint, my child with someone I desire have a deeper closer relationship with me and he is placing us directly in their paths we love to read this in jeremiah 29 but jeremiah 29 isn't just talking perhaps about jeremiah he's talking about all of humanity he says for i know the plans i have for you we personalize this to ourselves We know what plans God has for us, but what about your neighbor? What about that person that you work with that's going through terrible family issues or sicknesses? God knows the plans he has for them, declares the Lord, plans to prosper them and not to harm them, plans to give them a hope and a future, but God needs you and he needs me to connect the dots on those plans. Paul again in Ephesians 2 verse 10 says, For we are his workmanship. We are his creation. God created us. He put things in us that only we have. He put things in you that only you have. There's only one Bill Thorpe. There's no other Bill Thorpe. There may be another person named Bill Thorpe, but there's only one person on this planet that has the DNA that Bill Thorpe has. God says, for we, Bill Thorpe, is my workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. These scriptures tell us that God has already set the stage for our lives preparing everything for our families preparing everything for our jobs preparing everything for our relationships God is opening up opportunities church and we we, we will constantly be presented with opportunities but oft times it's our lack of obedience or lack of faith that prevents us from getting from that where and that what we want on the other hand the bible tells us clearly that we should respond to every opportunity you see understand something wouldn't it be a shame If we set up and had, you can stand, our musicians can come. We have a graduation party for our son or our daughter, or a birthday party, maybe a wedding, a bridal shower, a bachelor party. We go through all of this preparation, all of this preparation to get everything all set. We send out the invitations, but then we don't show up. I can't help Brother Rico, but to think, how many times has God set up opportunities for me? And that was a no-show. I wonder how many people this is hard. You gotta look at sometimes the hard facts of it, the truth of it. How many people do we go by every day in our busyness? We don't take the time. We don't take the opportunity that God is providing. How many people will we face someday? And said, hey. I didn't make it because. You didn't tell me. That's hard. Boy, that's hard. I know the Bible said there's going to be no tears in heaven. Uh, I don't know how that all works. But I've purposed, Lord, if you go to all this trouble to send someone to this church or send someone into my life, that is struggling lord <laughs> help me to overcome fear help me to overcome doubt help me to trust you and just open up my mind my mouth and my heart and share revelation 320 I can visualize the picture that comes with the scripture. Jesus standing there at a door. It says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and will dine with him and he with me. Here, church, Scripture is telling us, our Lord and Savior is telling us through his word that when opportunities from the Lord knock, we must open the door and respond. Because Jesus is waiting to meet you on the other side. If you would just respond to what he makes available to you today. You see, one way to respond is to just always do the right thing. Because when we follow after the Lord obediently, (laughs) it's always the right thing. And usually, Sister Martha, it's not the big things. It's in the little things. It's those little things, those little day-to-day. We become alert to the opportunities he places in front of us. So church, 2024, a season of opportunities. We must pray that God will provide the opportunity and pray also that we step up as it is our responsibility to respond so how does that fit into this picture today well if you're here and you've never you don't have a relationship with the lord maybe maybe you know of him maybe you know of jesus but you don't know him on a personal basis the opportunity today is knocking Maybe you're here today, and you've lost faith. Many times, Jesus had to say, oh, ye of little faith. Maybe you've lost your faith. The Lord is here today, knocking, standing at the door of your heart, knocking just waiting for you to open up. So as our worship team begins to lead us into worship, I just want to open up this altar area up front. By coming up to the front, you're just signifying that, Lord, I want to answer that call. I want to take advantage of that opportunity. If I stood here today and said I got a free $500 bill, all you have to do is get out of your seat, come up here to the front and get it. <laughs> you would take that opportunity in a hurry to get up here. And that same opportunity applies. God bless you.
3: Sister Brittany. There is no shadow
1: that has ever overcome your light. There is no light.
2: as possible. I just want to just as we leave here today, remember Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday we're all going to be praying and fasting for the same exact thing that God would provide opportunities. Now when I say this, this is what I'm talking about, okay? If you're at work and somebody starts to share with you that they have a situation or a sickness or an illness, we talk about asking God for miracle signs and wonders. (laughs) And sometimes we wonder why that doesn't happen. Somebody shares something with you, you don't have to jump up on the lunch table and tell everybody to be quiet and bow their heads because you're going to pray. And take some cooking oil from the company kitchen there and pour it all over somebody and start anointing them with oil. All you have to do is just take the opportunity to say I'd like to pray with you. You could step out of the break room maybe in the parking lot and just say I want to pray. I want to ask God to help you. And whatever this situation that you're going through is, whatever the sickness, financial crisis, family crisis, job crisis, whatever it is. Jesus didn't make a spectacle out of everybody he prayed for. (laughs) Sometimes he just spoke the word. God will provide the opportunity. We also have to pray. And this is where the fear factor comes in. We have to pray that we step up and pray that God would give us boldness. The disciples prayed for boldness, not belligerent, not bully, boldness. There's a difference. And it's our responsibility as God provides the opportunity to respond to that opportunity. God bless you. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, prayer, fasting. Your family, you can choose how you want to pray and how, or how you want to fast, but I, I challenge all of us to do this. We'll be back here Wednesday with the second lesson in this. We're going to get into more specifics of opportunities and how to deal with those. And next Sunday morning, we're going to have a praise and a worship and a sharing service My brother Nate Neesom and Sister Kate Rivis are going to be sharing some testimonies with us. God bless you. Have a blessed week. Supposed to get a big snowstorm on Tuesday. Vosis, if you attend Vosis, you might want to listen to the one call. So God bless you. We We will be back here on Wednesday evening.